Hi, I'm Derek Arcurni. Welcome to Shamanic Innovations. Check one, two. Good morning, everyone. Today is Thursday, June 11th, 2020, 7.25 a.m. here in, we're going to call it sunny clear water. It's about 77 degrees outside. Um, if you can hear any of this, it means that we are going for a bit of a walk and talk today. Uh, I'm, of course, Derek, your host. Welcome to Shamanic Innovations podcast. Shamanic Innovations podcast is brought to you by myself, Derek R. Kearney, um, Shamanic Innovator, and whatever else I call my life here these days. Um, be sure to go and check out the website, thesocialartguide.com. Uh, why we didn't name the website shamanicinnovations.com, I don't know. Maybe next year I'll make that change. But, you know, for now, socialartguide.com uh, for all the latest and greatest information and dates and times and everything else. That website will be updated on the regular, so be on the lookout for those updates. The socialartguide.com uh, Also be able to, you know, look up all the other bits there. There's still the YouTube um, links for videos. There's still, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all going on right now. Um, you can also get links for purchasing my artwork. Um, right now I have links available through Fine Art America where you can purchase I believe it's 25 of the originals I have there on sale with different prints and designs. That's on Fine Art America. Um, I also have some artwork available on Redbubble, uh, on Zazzle. I believe there's some like puzzles of the artwork that's available. Um, you can also hit up, you know, a Shopify page if you want to buy artwork through there. Um, the latest trend seems to be the face covering protective mask for going outside. Um, and I have right now where the artwork is available for you to buy the mask with the artwork on top of it. So be sure to do that. Yeah, you know, go out, support, get yourself a nice pretty mask on, uh, get something that you can kind of get grooving with. They're very protective. Friend actually just ordered hers um, just recently and she found the mask to be comfortable, the design to be great, came with a pocket, you know, for a filter there. So you do have that layer of protection. Um, I don't necessarily have one on right now as I'm taking my walk and talk because I'm doing a lot of talking, but I do have my handy hanky for when I do come in contact with people and to, you know, get rid of my amount of spit, get rid of any spit coming towards them or towards me. Um, 
And, you know, 7.30, there's not like a lot of people out walking, thankfully, right now. It probably should be because it gets a little warmer later in the day. Um, I did remember to bring a bottle of water with me. But, yeah, you know, it's a little something to think about here. So, as I was saying, be sure to hit up for the artwork. You will greatly appreciate that. Be sure to like, share, subscribe to all the different pages and sites. Um, If you're actually listening right now, there's a bit of a sizzle that you might hear between the birds chirping. This is an actual thing. It's called Corona Discharge. Yeah, I had to look it up and ask some smart people and ask the people with the electric company to give me a serious explanation, not just the, you know, 30 second, oh, it's normal, you know. And you really, they really named it Corona of all things this year. But uh, yeah, that sizzle apparently is either normal or normal in the South. Normal in maybe economically deprived neighborhoods. Normal in humid climates. However we want to case that. Today, We're going to have a little discussion here about the state of the world and especially the country right now. Um, Yeah. Go run, tell somebody. This is America. (sighs) Oh, America. You have kept me up at night lately. Um... You have been really on a tear lately. Wow, 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 wow. If you um, haven't really taken the time to open up your social media lately or open up a newspaper, I know, what are those, right? But newspaper, turn on your television for the, you know, the nightly news. Again, what is that stuff, right? Or morning news. Um, but like I said, if you haven't opened up Facebook, Twitter, Instagram lately, you might see, you know, if you have opened up those things, you might see that the country's kind of, um, how do I want to put this nicely? On a bit of a side quest. Yes. The rest of the world is hunkered down over fears of COVID-19 coming to kill us all. And the U.S. is like, hey, you know... Now would be a good time to discuss this whole racism thing. You know, now would be a good time to address the systematic issues that have plagued this country as far as the treatment of minorities for generations. Um, Now would be the time to address the issues that have come up in dealing with multicultural um, ethnic groups. I'm trying to find really nice words to say here. 
<laughs> you know. Um, now would be the time to address how do we, you know, deal with these populations of people who now live here in this uh, melting pot when not everyone looks the same. And you have um, people who, you know, have very visible differences to them. You know, like I say, you have people of um, different colors, I think is a nice way of putting it. I don't really like the term people of color because there's a lot of colors. <sighs> but there's a lot of terms I don't like. Um, I was having a discussion, actually, and uh, I don't know about for anyone else, but a lot of these discussions, a lot of times it ends up being where I'm there and someone else is venting whatever it is they need to say, good, bad, and different. And because I am a calm and rational human being who's capable of listening, I often find myself in a situation where I am listening to this person as they vent their frustrations. We're going to cross the road to get to the other side. Yay! So, I'm listening to this person speak to me and, you know, they are obviously upset with everything that's happening. Oh, pretty bird. Um, you know, there's riots in the streets and there's a uh, leader who might as well just go ahead and say he's the leader of the clan and not of the country. Um, you know, there's a lot going on. And it was kind of weird because I'm hearing this. And I'm hearing the anger and the frustration and the worry and the guilt and the hurt. You know, and the person's crying. Uh, you know, I'm almost about at tears. <laughs> and then it busts out like, well, I'm sure this is difficult for you as an African-American. I know, let's have a pause moment for a second here. Along with, you know, Hawala Saponi and that bit of Irish I claim from the last name, I am also black. <gasps> oh my God. Here's another news flash for you. I'm sorry to bury the lead on this here, but I'm also a male. Um, <laughs> I know, right? I'm black and male. Ooh. Um, spooky, right? <sighs> but I've kind of felt like lately it's... Not that it was ever really a badge of honor in this country. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I am very proud of my heritage. I'm very proud of the generations that come before me. I am happy with my... I, I'd call it more brown skin. Um, and painting, one of the reasons why I got into this was to find my skin tone. So I'm going somewhere between... It's kind of like a, somewhere between a burnt umber and a red ochre, like a red ochre deep, 
with a burn umber, you know. Maybe a little titanium white just to, you know, mix in there. As I say, I got that Irish last name. <laughs> but, um, yeah, definitely no ivory black, no Mars black. I mean, you meant my hair. So, yeah, I've always kind of felt a little bit about that. You know. And if you look at me, I probably have what some have described the best tan in Florida. Yeah. That actually happened. Um, and I've never really had a great connection with, you know, I've had connection with people of my race. I'd say probably the closer in the family line, the less that connection has been, at least on my mother's side. Um, I don't think we really need to go through the whole, you know, sister drama fully again, but when you're told by the people closest to you that you aren't black enough to be in their family, meh. So, you know, this always kind of put me in a bit of a state there. Um, you know, and I've always been someone who's tried to do different things, say different things, try to be on, you know, my own, march to my own beat, do my own sort of deal. It's kind of my, we're going to try this out with a hanky here. It's kind of my thing, you know, I march to my own beat, do my own deal, and people like it, and, you know, it's a good time. So, I've always tried to be open and honest about, you know, these issues when they pop up and let them happen as need be. Morning. So, it's a little weird, I would say, when I find myself sometimes I don't know if that really worked or not. That was kind of the hanky trick. But, um, you know, I've always kind of wondered, I guess, where, you know, I would fit in with the rest of the public racially. And, you know, I've kind of grown into this aspect of it's all really not having a race. It's all just kind of being one people, one human. Um, you know, we're like birds. Yeah, there are different, you know, species of birds, but they all get along. You know, I see ducks over here, and there's a little white bird over there, and there's some bird over here kind of stretching his wings out. It's really pretty. I wonder if he'll stay there long enough for me to walk over and take a picture of him. But, um, yeah, it's a lot like birds is how I've kind of seen us as humans in the world. So you must imagine my shock when I see a lot of instances where these humans, picture of my shadow, picture of my bird taking, my shadow taking a picture of the bird. The camera's still in black and white. My phone has a black and white mode that turns off at 8 o'clock. Um, unless I turn it off manually. Which this is what I'm recording on is the black and white mode. So, oh, there we go. 
But, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting, I think, really, to have this discussion right now in our country because there's a lot of people who may not understand exactly why we would feel upset. They won't get it. They, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, you guys are, you know, here and you have everything and everything's going okay for you, you know. It's better than it was 400 years ago. <laughs> but is it? Okay, maybe it is. But is it? <laughs> um, yeah, there's no real, you know, semblance as to why you know, we would have any sort of anger, any sort of worry, any sort of uh, despair happening. But I would ask you to, you know, kind of look around at situations that we have here. Um, and I say this is I've actually just finished doing an abundance challenge recently. And one of the things that, you know, you learn through this 21-day meditation challenge is how to see the abundance you already have in your life. So, you know, it's been interesting to have this challenge come up during this time of, you know, civil unrest. When there's already a time of global worry over, you know, life and whatever due to a pandemic. Um, and when I have my own personal struggles, you know, you ask me, hey, the economy can fall even more because I still owe everybody. So trying to take these things in and still find, you know, joy, happiness, abundance in them um, can be difficult, but it can happen. It can definitely happen. So, you know, for me, it's been a case of, hey, what can I see in my life that's small but that I do enjoy? Well, you know, I have a roof over my head. That's something small, but something I can be grateful for. Um, I have clean clothing. You know, my car started yesterday when I went to go somewhere. These are things I can be grateful for. There's still some money in the bank account. Yes, I do need to make the car payment. That's going to drastically take away a lot of that money in the bank account. Morning. But, um... Yeah, as we move forward here, you know, there are things that we all have. And, um... You know, we can be grateful for them. You know, and these sorts of things, you know, this is a meditation abundance from Deepak Chopra. I know I probably butchered that name, you know. His is going to be more of the Hindu yoga, you know, Ayurvedic type of, you know, the real Indian meditation, as we'd call it. And I do a lot of different, you know, sorts of things I found with this challenge has kind of helped me to put off a 
morning routine here you know put up a meditation each morning spend some time kind of thinking maybe even writing i didn't write today i am doing a podcast though <laughs> um just kind of thinking writing talking my feelings through uh spend some time you know working on the body working on self walking yoga qigong um You know, these are just practices that I've had and I've had to kind of put even other practices in. Hey, since all of my meditations and even the, you know, recording the podcast here, since all of that's kind of tech stuff, you know, the 21 day challenge, I had to turn on the phone, I actually had to turn on Facebook to get to the challenge group each day. So um, having that said, I found myself morning where I would wake up each day and I'd grab a book. Um, the book I'd grab was 365 day Tao, as you know, it's readings about um, Taoism that would last you throughout the year. So that became a something um, for each morning. I do maybe like a little bit of a Bible read type of thing each morning. I have an app that I can turn on with a Bible verse, you know, daily thing. And hey, if I train myself to say, hey, you know, before I go to the Facebook app, let's go over here first and, you know, read this whole thing real quick. So I'll do that. Um, and even now, you know, I've started trying to put on some sort of a meditation, uh, you know, whenever I get up, it means I have to go to YouTube and kind of hunt with one eye open because I haven't really found a place to really do it yet. I'm probably going to end up doing that challenge again just for fun, or at least do the meditations from it. Um, Jack said I'm going to start up a... 21 day challenge group here pretty soon on Facebook if you're on you want to join but yeah I found myself where you know I'd spend a lot of time kind of thinking because you know you have different things just to write about and think about during the day so I spend my time kind of thinking wow there's so many little things that are better here you know yeah it's not great but they're good they're better Life is better, you know? Life is not perfect, but life is better. Life can still be happy. There's still beauty and love. Um, I'd find myself a lot of times on these walks. I, there's a little park that I go to near where I'm living. Um, and I find myself kind of walking over here into the back side of the park because nobody's really here. It's away from the street. It's more nature-y. And as I walk, I notice, you know, a lot of things here. I notice where the mower stops and the wildflower flowers start. You know, the mower stops a few feet in and you can see the wildflowers going into the marsh, going into the water. 
I notice where the trash is at. You know, I don't really know what they feed this little thing here too, but you know, I can see myself as I walk over towards this bridge here. There's a little barrier where you can see, you know, just littered with plastic materials that people have thrown away. Um, and I don't think they maliciously came out here to throw it away, but you know, it threw away from, thrown away from somewhere and drained in this water and water's constantly moving. And it ends up here. And here's this barrier to keep trash away from the rest of the lake. And um, some of it's worked, some of it hasn't, I don't know. Um, I'm still trying to figure out if this is a natural lake, a man-made lake, you know. If we've just destroyed this lake, if this was our idea of trying to place back some nature and we just didn't get it right with this lake, you know. On which end did we decide to play God? But it's a lake, you know. And as I look around the lake, I see a lot of um, birds and flowers and you know, all sorts of different things. <coughs> and I wonder, you know, I see the beauty of God and I wonder why we don't have the same beauty outside of the lake. You know, I wonder why we can't come and have these same views of ourselves. You know, because we walk the trail, here's more trash. And, you know, I, I've thought a couple times, hey, maybe I should just bring a bag out here with me one day and, you know, have trash pickup day because it needs to happen. You know. Um, you know, I think to myself, wow, what type of energy are we really, you know, using in this area? What are we really doing to these lands, these waters? Uh, you know, what type of environment are we leaving for these ducks and birds and I saw a rabbit out here the other day it was great you know but at the same time I looked inside the lake and I had to ask myself if that was a turtle or a tire you know even now as I look up the street is that a rabbit or is that just trash you know I look on the other side of the fence, there's train tracks and sometimes there's train cars that will come up and the cars have different graffiti art forms on them and, you know, the art's beautiful and, you know, I like engineering of trains, that's all great. And then I look out and there's just like trash in places. And I see just how we've treated, you know, this is supposed to be the park here, how we treated the park. And it makes me worried about how we treat each other you know i don't think that we really have treated each other very well and i can see it by how we treated the park so what i would say is that i would hope the park doesn't one day decide to you know get angry and kill off all the birds i hope the park doesn't decide to one day get angry and release the fire ants on the humans as they walk by you know, hopefully this is just a dragonfly and it's not a murder hornet. I know, yeah. 
of the minor hornets have actually made it to Florida, but it becomes a thing, you know, have they? Um, there's a lot, really. And I know that I got a little bit off of the topic by going into the park, but there's a lot, really, that, you know, the park opens up to me when I think about racism. Because in this park, I shouldn't really have to worry about racism. You know, I'm with nature. And this is, you know, the closest walking distance nature I'd say I have right now to where I live. You know, the closest place I can go and personally connect with God. Um, Not like super church, you know, not the beach. That's maybe like a 15 minute drive now. 10 minute, actually. Yeah, 10 to 15, whatever. By the time you park and all that. Which beach do you want to go to? Yeah. But, um... I gotta get that drive down time. Drive time down. But yeah, um... You know, I shouldn't really have to think of racial disparity while I'm walking through a park. I should be able to just, oh, I'm in nature. Let me enjoy the fresh air. Let me enjoy the park. And instead, we have to... head on a swivel and think about racism you know I have to constantly think about the fact that my skin tone is not the same as the next person when they walk by Um, I have to constantly think what does this other person think about me because of my skin tone is this other person afraid of me because of my skin tone you know, in the age of COVID, this is like dramatically worse because now you can't see me smile because <laughs> I'm wearing a mask or I'm doing my handkerchief trick, you know? So now all of a sudden it is way worse for you to think, well, is Derek someone that I can actually talk with because you can't see me, you know? And even now, hey, I'm here, I'm walking around, I'm trying to do the whole, you know, walk and talk, and there's birds. How you guys doing over there? But, um, yeah, I gotta have the head on the swivel. Because, as black male, what I am told is that we are hunted by everyone. I'm told we're hunted by our own. I'm especially told this because a light-skinned black man. You know, that we aren't hard enough, we aren't hood enough, you know. What's the term? Real niggas. I can't believe I just fucking said that. <laughs> but yeah, we aren't that. So on top of being hunted by our own, as we're told, We're also hunted by the outwardly racist people in America. Um, Usually these are, you know, I'd say, you know, the outwardly ones are normally, you know, about the same financial class as many of us. Uh, They just happen to have lighter skin. You know, one of the great things that I've always said is, you know, the difference between a poor white and a black 
is that the rich will only call one a nigger to their face. Yeah, I said it. Um, but, you know, I feel like we're hunted through that. Sort of, you know, we don't like you, kind, because we were first here to be poor. I feel like I am hunted by, of course, the more athletic ones. I'm not more athletic. <laughs> the more uh, wealthy ones, you know, and the rich folks, your jobbers, all that. Um, you know, if you aren't a good workhorse and you're a worthless workhorse to them. Um, and many of these folks would rather go back to, you know, owning you as a slave versus actually seeing you as a human. I know it's sad. We're hunted by police forces. And I get it. Not all cops are bad, blah, blah, blah. But we are still hunted by it anyway. Um, we're hunted. You know, I mean, I even sit here right now. There's a guy. I'll call him jogging guy. And I just not like he's jogging day. It looks like he's kind of taking a slow walk around this part of the track. But, um... Yeah, even as I sit here far enough away from him, facing the opposite direction, you know, I feel like, and he walking away now looking at his phone, doesn't really care what I'm doing. Maybe it's the anxiety in me, maybe it's the anxiety that, you know, media has portrayed lately, social media especially. But yeah, I feel like homeboy's hunting me, you know. I drive through traffic. If I see a police car, I feel that police car's hunting me. That police car can be headed in the totally opposite direction. You know. Because, boy, don't let it get behind me. Man, I will, like, pull over instantly into a bright-ass, big-ass, busy-ass parking lot. I don't care where I'm going. I don't care how late I am. I will pull over just wherever in public I can, turn on a camera. That guy can, police officer can be going in a top, entirely different direction. But you know what? I don't know this. I don't know if that officer's hunting me. And it's sad to say, you know, it's sad to say that, you know, the people that should be out here to serve and protect instead feel like they're out here to hunt and kill. It's sad to say that, you know, the people and, you know, programs that should be out here to service and, you know, do good. You know, the lawyers that you see, the doctors that you see, you know, whoever, you know, they should be telling you things that will help you and to make you feel better and to, you know, improve your life. And instead, they're just kind of setting you on the, well, we need to kill you guys off anyway. Said. And I think with that, I'm going to take a pause here and do some Qigong because it's probably needed right now. Shamanic Innovations will be back in a moment. Howdy. Welcome back to part two of this special uh, podcast here on Race in America. With Simonic Innovations, I'm your host, Derek. It's 
little after eight. I just finished my Qigong exercises for today. Um, I only did the quick immune boost. I didn't do any extras with it. One, because I'm recording. Two, because I wanted to get back before it gets blazing hot. I do have kind of a busy day today. And three, I want to take some time to really talk with you guys. Um, as I was saying earlier, being a black person, and especially a black male in America 2020, feels that you're hunted a lot. Um, I feel like we are hunted, and I feel like there's a good segment of this population that does not care if we live or die. They see us as people who, or things more, that they have to somehow take care of. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say this one here also. I am, once again, fully supporting keeping all of the immigrants and Mexicans and Muslims and anybody else that looks somewhat brown, you know, in this country and keeping, you know, everything open and free and accepting because the reverse becomes, and I, I've said it a thousand times, I see the guy, the angry orange guy, you know, saying back to work niggers go back to slavery yeah that's what I see as his idea of you know making the country great that or trying to take a page out of uh, his homeboy's book and just going and find a solution on all of us which you know could be something too I'm not out to start conspiracies I'm just you know saying what I see that guy doesn't like us that guy's out hunting us. That guy's using every little thing he can. I mean, who starts their rallies in Tulsa, Oklahoma on June 19th and then moves his RNC to Jacksonville where they've just taken down, you know, the big bad Confederate statue? What's he going to say? Oh, we should put it back up. That'll make the country great again. No. No, dude. And I find myself, you know, having a kind of goose robber from even thinking of him. Because it's more of what I see, you know, with the, the rest of society. What do I see with the friends? You know. The people that I actually have interacted with. People that I've known. People that I have daily conversations with. People that, you know, some of y'all, hell, I've seen you're naked. You know, if my dick's been inside of your vagina, then you really have no reason to be racist. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that to you. Um, but yeah, some of these people also just, you know, people I've interacted with on, you know, on a daily basis and, you know, had conversations with, shared meals with, shared, you know, spiritual experiences with, etc. I'm someone who, you know, for lack of a better word, would want inclusion of everyone, not division. So when I see, 
and hear, you know, the words of division come out of people's mouths, it's like, <clears throat> and it's not really, you know, as I said earlier, you know, it's not the worst thing they've heard, and that one is, but, you know, some things are, you know, people just trying to be nice, but they don't really know how. Um, I think that what's happened right now, we have almost two white societies, one who, you know, sees the tragedies and horrors, and they almost are overly apologetic, you know. I mean, uh, unless you plan on giving me, you know, some money as reparations, <laughs> you know, which I'll gladly accept, and, you know, links in my link tree for, uh, you know, my PayPal and Patreon and all that. And yeah, there's a link tree with everything. And I'm actually going to go into link tree and add my uh, Taylor Robinson music and all that sort of stuff. Link tree, DRock77. That's just what I'm going to start giving out to everyone. It's the easiest way to find me. But even as I say that, yeah, there's, you know, the class that are, you know, wanting to be super apologetic, you know, and some of which wants to educate me on racism. Like, I don't know what racism is. And then, you know, you have some who are just ignorant and blind and they don't really get it. And maybe they do get it, but they don't really get it. Um, I especially want to talk to those who, you know, may want to use religion as their prop and say, well, you know, this is just what we're supposed to have. This is, you know, great second coming of Jesus and you know, revelations and blah, blah, blah. You know, this is all part of the plan. No, it isn't. It's not part of the plan for you to follow the Antichrist. Tisk tisk. So yeah, I would say, you know, in these aspects, I really feel hunted. I feel hunted. I should not feel hunted, but I do feel hunted. Even as, I think this is actually jogging guy preparing to come through here. He's getting himself all psyched and warmed up and loose for his little sprint. You know, he's getting his little water in. So I think this is actually jogging guy. And, you know, I'm seeing these same people out every day as I've been out doing my own exercises and stuff. And, you know, here he comes. He's jogging. But, yeah, as a, you know, I see him and I know that he's doing his own thing, not paying attention to me. I can say that, man, I feel like he's hunting me. I gotta stay over here and stay away and look away and not, you know, enjoying the walking track while he's on there because I don't want to feel like he's hunting me just because we're sharing the same jogging track. And I should not look at this guy and think, oh, I mean, he just waved. <laughs> Means he recognizes me. But I should not look at this guy and think, wow, because he's white, he's probably hunting me. I should look at this guy and say, hey, he's just waving. He's jogging guy. He's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. And it's how we should all be. We should all just see each other as we are. Um, it's kind of interesting to me when I hear people, you know, and I know I just brought up my own little thoughts or whatever. When I hear people search through for, you know, Conspiracy theories, we'll call them. I, I don't even like that terminology. 
you know, and I've had several friends who are kind of conspiracy theorists who are like, don't hear that. They haven't gone to the point of saying that it's like Boomer, which, by the way, apparently Boomers think that using the word Boomer is the same as using the N-word. It's not. <clears throat> but, you know, conspiracy theorists don't really like being called conspiracy theorists, and I totally get that. Um, because it's not all conspiracies, and they're not all theories. Some of these things are actually true. But, you know, on the broader aspect of that, when I hear people kind of search for, you know, alternate meanings, alternate ideas. When I see that people are out and, you know, they're doing their thing. This is a different jogging guy, by the way. He came up from behind me and he's a little closer to my skin tone still feel like you're hunting me, buddy. Or maybe he feels like I'm hunting him. Maybe that's why he's jogging. But, um, yeah, when I see these things, I see these people, I have to think to myself, man, you know, are you really believing these things that you're saying? Because sometimes, you know, I hear these people talk and they go out, you know, and as I said, this is in the broader aspect. I hear people talk, they go out and they try to find for themselves a reason why something is true, why something fits what they want to believe. And often, not always, but often, what happens is that this thing that they're trying to prove here, you know, in life, this thing that they might have this, you know, theory of or whatever, um, is something kind of simple Yet, you know, they just don't want to believe the simple. You know, the answer's right in front of their face, yet they just don't want to believe the answer. Um, that happens to all of us, you know. I mean, you know, you don't want to believe that fire is hot. Even if somebody says, hey, don't touch the fire is hot, even if you can physically feel the warmth when you get close to it, even if it's burning red, or I guess blue fire is actually hotter than red fire. However that works. But you don't want to believe that fire is hot until you actually touch it and burn yourself. You know... You don't want to believe that God's real until you actually, you know, experience. You don't want to believe that oxygen is real until you find yourself unable to breathe. You know, we don't want to believe something until we need it. You know, so often we find a way to put up anything but what we were just thinking there. Anything but what we should be believing. I'm going to actually run around because I don't want to run into any more humans. Yeah, I'm going to take Shore Avenue and, and cut through the cemetery a little bit here. Um, but yeah, we don't want to deal with humans. And we don't want to believe humans 
unless they're in front of our face. It kind of sucks. It really sucks for humans. Um, and it sucks for the things that we don't really want to believe to be true. Like we don't want to believe the worst in people until they actually hurt us. Even if the signs are all in front of our face, even if, you know, they say, listen, don't trust me, don't believe in me, I'm gonna hurt you. We want to think this person is somehow wonderful and great and magical and that they would never do that bad thing to us. So that's what we put up towards them is that they are magical and wonderful and great and will never hurt us. And despite the warnings that we've received, we hold true to that claim that they will never hurt us. I'm gonna do a little something right here. I'm gonna walk through a cemetery just to show that, you know, there's a group of people here that probably thought that no one would hurt them. Someone in here. Maybe over by the old, uh, I didn't see those Confederate flags when I was just down here, huh? I could have sworn it was like just around here somewhere. Um. Maybe somebody took them down. Hmm. Interesting. My curiosity's kind of peaking. Uh, the cemetery that I'm walking by here is actually, you know, it's an historical cemetery, let's call it. You got people from the 1800s who were buried here. Um, really old, really old things you know as far as the grave sites and tombstones and such um, when I walked by I think it was last week I happened to be walking by this cemetery here and I thought for the life of me that I saw a gravestone that had a Civil War um, time period on it with a little Confederate flag. So there it is. There, yeah, two of them. Confederate battle flags. Uh, yeah, Captain uh, Thomas Blount from the Georgia Artillery, died in 1895. And uh, Captain James, who also from Georgia, died in 1901 little, you know, confederate flags next to their graves there. Um, I'm pretty sure that they thought they were doing the right thing. At least there's one with an American flag next to it. Um, I'm pretty sure they thought they were doing the right thing for their time. It's just like I'm almost thinking... Even as I want to, don't want to say this, that the family members were doing what they thought was right and honoring them. But what happened 
I believe a lot of times is that, you know, we don't necessarily know what we are honoring. And we're not really honoring and being true to our self in these things. We're not really being true to our commitment as human beings, our charge to better the planet, you know, for ourselves and for those coming next. This is a very weird, intense time. You know, like I said, I found myself, I seem to walk by this area a good bit. Um, Because it's next to a park and it's kind of interesting, you know, walk by, read some of the dates, see some of the history here. Um, I try not to go inside, you know, found on the outside of the road there, but. You also have to kind of wonder, like, what these people really thought. You know, what would they think of me? And the truth is that they probably would not think very highly, but... You know, maybe they would. I would hope they would. It's possible that they wouldn't just based on the outward first glanced appearance of skin tone. And that's saddening because, you know, I've met a lot of beautiful people in this world and I've met a lot of ugly people too. And the most beautiful ones did not have the same skin tone at all. They didn't have the same hair color, you know, eye color, statue, height, weight, whatever. They were not the same. Now, a lot of those ugly people were exactly the same. Or at least wanted to be exactly the same. And that makes me sad. But especially makes me sad when I see these ugly people and they try to justify their ugliness by saying that they are, you know, doing this for the Lord. You know, this is what they are religiously supposed to be doing with their lives. And, you know, God says they're supposed to hate these people. That makes me sad. Um, it makes me sad when I think that these people, you know, are doing so claiming the guilds of friendship, you know, the people that, you know, are like, oh yeah, I've known you since elementary school, but I have no reason to think that you deserve equal rights. I have no reason to think that you deserve, you know, the same, you know, abilities to work and live and eat and survive as everyone else um it's really sad it's really disheartening to see what we have become but it's very much disheartening to see what we have become when i find myself speaking with friends
Because that's the judgment right there. It's not necessarily, you know, what you see in a newspaper or magazine or TV show or whatever. I mean, the great thing with television is that you don't have to watch. You can change the channel. The great thing with, you know, TV news stations that join your Facebook is that you don't have to look at their post. You can unlike that page. <laughs> you know? You can unfollow that page. Um, a friend asked me how I would be dealing with all of this if I still worked in news. And I answered honestly, you know, I'd be a basket case because it'd be constantly in my face, you know, for the eight hours there. But at the same time, you know, I'd have to go and find even more ways to get away from it outside, you know. Um, yeah, you know, I, I probably would be, you know, definitely not sleeping, hopefully turning out more art, you know. And I still work in news because I'd need to come home and just release. And even now I find myself, I wake up and I have to release or I come home from something and have to release, you know. I find myself where I'll read an article or I'll see a post, you know, it's, it's like you want to cry. I find myself crying, you know, due to these things. And it shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't be something where, you know, I'm ready to break down at a moment's notice over, you know, the pains of the world. But here we are. And here we are in 2020. You know, and these same things that, you know, we've been screaming to solve for years, decades, centuries, still here. Seem to be getting worse. You know. Breonna Taylor... Homegirl was sleeping in her bed. And cops came in and shot her and then said they were in the wrong place. The subject, you know, the suspect they were looking for was in another place. Again, she was sleeping in her bed. That's just one example. So, do I feel comfortable sleeping knowing that at any moment cops can come bursting in? Do I feel comfortable walking, driving, going to a, going into a store? I gotta tell you, like, probably the only good thing I'll say with COVID is that, you know, at least some stores, granted, this is Florida, um, so it seems to be like, you know, hot potato, cold potato, as far as you know, or whack-a-mole as far as, you know, who actually cares around here. You walk into one store and there's a sign on the door saying wear a mask and, you know, due to COVID, you know, restrictions and everybody's working in the stores in masks and, you know, they got somebody like, hey, can you put on a mask when you walk in, whatever. Then you walk in some stores and they're like, fuck your mask. But I gotta say, as a black male, damn, it feels good to be able to walk around 
with a mask on. They would like walk into a store with a mask on. Fuck yeah, I'm taking advantage of that. I am masking up any chance I get. And that's not really the only thing that I've noticed here. You know, I've noticed a lot of changes with how we, you know, which, oh, sidebar. <clears throat> Y'all know I gotta say this. Yeah, my masks are on sale. And by my mask, I mean my artwork with, you know, mask with my artwork on there. Uh, hit up Redbubble, hit up Fine Art America, hit up Shopify. You know, just hit up Linktree DRock77. It'll take you to all the shops. Um, but yeah, I, um, I find it just interesting and weird and crazy to think that we, um, you know, find ourselves in a society replaying these things again here. And I hope that we're replaying them for the last time because it's kind of getting tough out here. This is a lot to really deal with and grasp and think of. You know, and there's no reason why I should feel hunted, you know, as a black male in our society. There's no reason why I should hear a helicopter and think, oh, that's coming for me. Hear a dog and think, oh, that's coming for me. See police lights and think, oh, that's coming for me. I'm not holding anything, you know, of the legalness. That chopper, by the way, looks like it's a uh, medevac or something along those lines, so hopefully not coming for me. But, um, yeah, there's, you know, all these reasonings where I should not be out here thinking, man, you know, is someone coming for me? Is someone hunting me? Just because of the color of my skin? You know? Or are we just hating on me because of the color of my skin? You know? You know, I shouldn't be out here, you know, whenever I meet someone, you know, the, the thought in dating shouldn't be, man, is she only wanting to date me because she heard the rumor about black guys? I shouldn't be, you know, sitting down to have a conversation with someone and think, well, you know, they're just taking pity on me here, you know, with this. And a lot of that, obviously, is how we internally feel, you know. It's, you know, reprogramming ourselves to accept and love and find gratitude and realize the abundance that we have, you know. Um, realize what we do own. There's a young lady who was speaking out about the unrest that we've had in this country lately. And, you know, she had a really great quote saying that, you know, white society is very lucky that black society is only looking for, you know, respect, you know, instead of revenge. <laughs> Thought that was very poignant, you know. Yeah, could you imagine if we really wanted revenge, folks? Woo-wee. But, um, you know, along the same token here, yes, 
I think that it is very important to notice and, you know, state how we, as, you know, the society, how we as Black America, you know, feel. And a lot of it is, you know, we've had this sort of beaten into us for years, decades, centuries, generations, whatever, that we're not good enough. That we're supposed to not have that, you know, it's our lot in life to be down, you know. I mean, I I know, I'm just as guilty as everyone else, you know. I mean, especially this past year, I'll go and say I got really fucking low and depressed. And yeah, it's my lot to just be down and low and, you know, not really seeing the care in the world and not really seeing that, you know, the world cares for me or whatever. Just bleh. That's what I'm supposed to be. You know, uh, it's fun that you know, white America is now getting to learn about systematic racism and, you know, have cute little drawings and all that and beat them all, you know. And then I have to, you know, go back and see these things and it's just like, oh, well, another reminder. I guess this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah, you know, my Caucasian friends are going to be referring to me as African-American now. because they all feel sorry or half of them feel sorry and the other half of them still don't understand that I am a human being and deserve basic rights. It sucks. It really fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> a uh, lovely little joke and maybe I will finally get the nerve to you know put this out here at some point you know I actually kind of started up writing a whole big thing about it uh, just to kind of get it out of my head and you know the trouble with writing is that you can write and write and write and never have an ending which I find myself find myself I find myself doing from time to time is I'll write something out and it'll start and it'll go and it just won't end. And it's like a song that doesn't end and it goes on and on, my friends. And <clears throat> you know, I, I think it's important for us to have things that we can kind of grasp onto and know that, you know, they are ours, you know, even if the apartment complex, you know, building we don't own, we own the stuff inside, you know, we own our hearts, we own our souls, we own our minds, you know, even if we don't own anything else in the outside world, we own what's inside of here. Meow. Meow. You know. So it's important for us to see that and see that in ourselves and, you know, know that we are 
good beings also and we deserve great things um we deserve you know the same rights as everyone else and one of those rights is to abundance so yeah we deserve that we deserve to see you know the abundance that we already have and we deserve to have more abundance come towards us we deserve it you know just as we deserve you know fresh fruit and vegetables and health care and jobs and whatever else we deserve in our lives you know just like we deserve to have families you know i deserve at 43 years old to have offspring successful business you know successful way to generate income to have great mental and physical health to have reliable transportation i deserve these things so why don't i have them why don't we have them you know and yeah we could say some things are you know individual choices and you know whatever but some things aren't and you know the bigger question really isn't well what do you mean you know not everything's perfect but the bigger question becomes how can we fix it you know not just you know fixing our own individual lots in life but as a whole how can we fix this issue what can we do in order to make these things seem better you know to make that playing field empty you know equal what can we do that's a difficult question and it has to be answered I don't really know the answer to it. Um, but as I was saying before, I feel like sometimes, you know, with this, I find myself, you know, going in to read these different things on our internets and whatever. And I kind of feel the... Meow. Not kitty. I kind of feel that my uh, friends don't really understand you know, where I'm coming from, especially with this angry thing. You know, what do I mean that there's racism and issues and it? You know, what do you mean? You're our black friend, right? And I kind of feel like sometimes I have to explain it as, hi, I'm your black friend. You might recognize me from such dumb statements as, there's no way I can be racist because I have a black friend. It sucks to think that. It sucks to love it. And I'm only just going to hope here that there's a way we can find within ourselves, each other, to not have to constantly live in these things. I, I don't want to be someone who has this always brought up, you know, and I don't want to be someone who has to always bring this up. I don't want to have people look around and say, well, you just can't handle because 
here's a few social programs and have a nice day. You know, here's enough to maybe keep you balanced as long as you agree to eat at only these fast food restaurants here that somehow seem to have higher prices. Agree to only buy things out of these stores that somehow seem to have higher prices. Only shop at these grocery stores that only seem to have higher prices. I'm gonna call you out, Publix, because just in Clearwater, like just in my general area here, there are three Publixes. You know, we haven't really hit food desert status yet, so there are three somewhere in the area. And it all kind of depends on what block you're on. If you're on one block over here, the prices are nice and low. If you're on the block near my place, the prices are a little low. It sucks. It truly sucks. And uh, I just find myself thinking that we can do so much better. Now might be the time for us to do better. You know, now might be the time as we, you know, approach this election here to think and do better. You know, right now, it seems a pretty clear choice. You know, one person is able to joke with our community. Yeah, that was a pretty fucking stupid joke. But he's old. And not to give old people a pass, but... Because that was a pretty fucking stupid joke. <laughs> but I'm still laughing at it. <laughs> the other... would say that your life is not worth it in order to improve their economy. Just last month, it was a life of your grandparents that were not worth anything in order to improve the economy. Yeah, you know, because remember coronavirus? When, you know, we were ready to sacrifice grandma and granddad to restart the economy. And now as, you know, those coronavirus numbers come in, know that it'll be blamed on um, the not only poor, but those uprising, because their lives can also be sacrificed to bring up the economy. I'm gonna say this one again. You folks wanted idiocracy, you're getting the purge. And if you have no clue, go watch the movies. It's sad and it's sickening. And this is what's happening in our society today. This is just how I see it. This is just what I see. Um, it's a really, really sad time out there right now. Because, you know, you have a ruling party who is basically going through and listing off the lives that they do not see as worthy in order to keep their economy going. The first set that they stated were your grandparents. What was that phrase from like Nazi Germany? 
where they're like, when they came for the Jews, they said nothing, you know. And when they came for the blacks, or, you know, they came for the gays and all that, yeah. It will not surprise me. And maybe someone should update that for 2020, you know. When they came for the elderly, I said nothing. When they came for the OB, LGBQT, is that right? I said nothing. When they came for the blacks, I said nothing, you know. Should update that, yeah. When they came for the Muslims, when they came for the Mexicans, yeah. I guess it would be like Muslims first and Mexicans, then, uh, yeah, okay. Was that the order of events? You know, when they came for the indigenous, yes. When they came for everyone other than um, Boomer and Lily and Karen and... I should probably stop using Karen. I know a lot of nice Karens. <laughs> There's some really cool Karen. I actually know a doctor named Karen. <laughs> so, yeah, Karen maybe isn't as bad of a run. But, you know, when they came for the Karens. <laughs> when they come for, you know, the people closest to us. And next they come for us. And there's absolutely no reason why any of us should feel this way. We should not feel hunted by our society. We should not feel hunted by the people in charge. We should not feel that our lives are unworthy, that our lives don't matter by the people in charge. Okay? It is not just to be saying, oh, Black Lives Matter, you know, because it looks cool as a hashtag. No, it is saying that human life, human decency matters, you know, and that these lives, especially right here, these black men and women, myself included, <laughs> that our lives actually do matter on this planet just as much as everyone else's not more but definitely not less so i hope you guys have enjoyed this uh edition of walk and talk with shamanic innovations uh, come back next time. I don't know, really know when I'm going to put out another one of these, but come back next time. Maybe I'll talk about um, some more bits of the journey. I'll do some discussions on art. I'll uh, give a fitness plan. Who knows? Hopefully I don't have to make this discussion again because I'm really getting tired of it. I think we're all tired. <laughs>